This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of Hafta. This hafta is during the week when the media rumble happens. The media rumble begins day after tomorrow. So we hope to see you there. We will all be there as will 80 other speakers. Uh these are policy makers, journalists, techies. The Facebook whistleblower is coming. Mm, Sophie Zhang. And that should be an interesting conversation considering the wire story on yeah. Meta now, Meta you know, also my Meta versus wire story. <laughs> so we hope to see you there if you're a subscriber. You don't have to pay although we've kept the tickets very low this time. The price is very low. uh but do come it will be two very rewarding days i assure you you will get way more gyan and information there than you get on two hours of the hafta i assure you of that as well and you get a chance to interact with journalists and other people from the news industry which is rewarding for both we get an idea of what you guys think of us and our work and you guys get an idea of what it takes to actually you know pull off the kind of stuff we do the informal conversations that can happen so do come And today's hafta we will only do headlines and emails. We have thirty-three emails gathered from the last three weeks, and there are enough questions Ooh. to answer there. And on the panel today, from Chennai on Zoom is Jayashree. Hi, Jayashree. Hi. In the studio, Raman Kripal. Hi. Mehraj Lone. Hello. Manisha Pandey. Hi. And I am Abhinandan Sekri. Uh, so I remind you again: go to www.themediarumble.com. register come see you there and if you can't be there delhi habitat you can catch all the sessions online you'll be uploading them over the next week so before we start reading the emails and all the feedback let's get the headlines yes so these are the headlines for the week the imf on tuesday said the world's three largest economies that is the us china and the euro area will continue to stall and that they expect global inflation to peak at 9.5% this year For India, it's cut its projection for economic growth from to six point eight percent. In July, it had forecast seven point four percent. Malayam Singh Yadav, the former Chief Minister of UP and founder of the Samajwadi Party, died on Monday after a prolonged illness. Yeah, and he, he was in hospital for a while before. He got very glowing tributes from everybody across uh, the political spectrum. I was uh, with the Indian Express. I launched Indian Express in Lucknow mm. in two thousand four, and he was the Chief Minister at that time. so i went to meet him and uh, i remember when i went there uh, akhilesh was waiting in a room so i was also sent to the same room the two of us were waiting to meet acha he had to wait to meet his dad ah, also mulaim then mulaim called me first akhilesh was still waiting so Achha, that's ah. why now i now it explains why akhilesh you serve power moral story don't make your son wait and if you do call him in before the journalist and the- <laughs> and then he called uh, he, he asked for ghar ke laddu so the two good laddu very good laddus they came and i ate and uh, of course uh, cup of tea he was very friendly with the media and also in case you need any kind of help he will be the first he will immediately was, help you for sabke sath bana ke rakhta tha basically uska uh, i mean if you i don't know if you remember uh, i think that was the first major a uh, story against the journalists who were based in lucknow and they had taken favors from the government so there was the entire list mm. who went that. to the yes, yes, who went to the hospital yes, and there yes. were some really good journalists very good journalists so housing was allotted to them right no no 
even the hospital the, yes there uh, was all sorts of favors bills were paid. there were there various favors various favors, know, various favors so well. so uh, but in all these obituaries that were written about him did anyone mention the the siege of the mayavati's time that siege of the house house incident i was also surprised that somehow no one because that mentioned was the fact that he i should say anand anand mentioned it in his obituary for news laundry he is known for uh, you know uh, making sure that muslims and yadavs can be a political constituency Yeah, so he he, he brought them ha huh, and he Muslim. never mind when people called him molana molana hmm. uh, singh because he 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 was that was his loyal vote bank loyal vote bank and he was always there but also that was a very fragmented up now yeah. it's consolidated under the, the, the bjp yes. but you know the earlier headline about the recession um it i mean it's it's a big deal in the world i mean i mean i think ever since lehman uh, something of this scale has not happened i mean maybe Yeah, maybe even earlier than that. All across the world, the kind of dip one is going to be seeing, and we don't know which way this Russian war is going to go. That'll have a the huge impact. Yeah, is already upon yeah. Europe. in Europe, especially. So let's see how the winter goes. Then we'll have more. And then, uh, Chief Justice of India U U Lalit on Tuesday recommended Justice D Y Chandrachud as his successor. If the center accepts, Chandrachud will be the fiftieth Chief Justice of India, and he'll have a tenure of two years. And he looks very young good. also. Yeah. Yeah. So, 50th. but if you saw some of the headlines from the last week, there were all sorts of attempts to either discredit the Ch- Supreme Court, some with good reason. There are all sorts of problems, and all sorts of you know muddying the waters. In fact, today some of the political proxies of the BJP are tweeting about shocking that the Ch- Supreme Court does this, shocking that the Supreme Court does that, because the the uh, I, I guess the the establishment foresees him as not as uh let's say compatible yeah pliable <laughs> as some of the others have been so But that was the same thing with gogoi right even more so yeah after yeah. that yeah. famous press conference, conference. Yeah. turned out not to be the yeah. case and in, and the last chief justice was exactly the opposite all sorts of articles written that he was you know amit shah's lawyer etc yeah and he actually uh, a he heard the cases which had been cold stories and he gave two orders which are not very happy for the government i forget which they were uh bjp mp Parvesh Verma on Sunday called for the total boycott of a community. In he didn't name the community, uh, but he said, "Raise your hands if you agree and stay with me. We will completely boycott them. We will not buy goods from their shops, and we will not employ them." Hmm. Yeah, doesn't take much to guess what he's. But the MLA uh, in the same event named the community, right? I mean, there were all sorts of speeches made before that. The one who took credit for the riots. Yeah. This was a Hindu Mahasabha called. Because a murder had happened over there, yeah, and Muslims were, were the, accused. Yeah. They were the main accused. So, so it was against. It, the it turned out into uh, communal issue. Yeah, it was and Sundar Nagari inhabits about seventy percent of Muslim residents. Sundar Nagari was where we started our work. Hmm. Arvind Manish. I know. We had a little hovel there. We had reported at that. Time. And yeah, anyway. Hmm. Now, on the heels of that, Delhi Minister and AAP leader Rajendra Pal Gautam on Sunday resigned from his post. This is days after a video shared of him participating at an event on the occasion of Ashoka Vijay Dasmi. So basically, what happens is they take twenty-two vows, which includes the denouncing of Hinduism and its deities. Hmm. He was also questioned by the police. This was inspired by uh, you know Baba Ambedkar's vow, along similar lines. and of course this time it was captured on video and it became a political hot potato so he had to resign 
and he's been and questioned. And AAP didn't say anything, right? Aap wants to yeah. appropriate hmm. Ambedkar, but I mean, the more than the inspiration, it wasn't even inspired. It was ditto exactly what Ambedkar did hmm. way back when he became a Buddhist. Right. So the same vows were uh, repeated hmm. this time. Also, also these vows have been repeated on the anniversary of Ambedkar taking the vows every year for the last like yeah, 60 yeah. years. So also, and also the implication is that what is offensive is that he doesn't want to be a Hindu. That is what people are taking offense at. That he's saying that he's not that his vow is that he's not Hindu. No, but I here I would say that uh, uh, I think uh, his leader uh, Kejriwal he should have uh, you know uh, stood for him. He's standing yeah. for the minister who is in the jail on corruption charges, and here is one guy. I mean, Kejriwal wants to be an Ambedkarite, and he wants to be a Hindu also. I mean, yeah, what does he want? He, he, he needs this, to uh, this, uh, he needs Gujarat. to figure out what does he want to be. I think it was a golden opportunity for him to win the confidence of Dalits, because uh, then, in Gujarat, in Gujarat, you have fifteen percent of Dalits. Solid. But I don't know about winning the confidence. That bit I'm not really sure of because it's assuming that all Dalits are Ambedkarites. But hmm. for sure, this is a party that. appropriate sambedkar uses his picture but doesn't want to deal with the you know quote Political unquote inconvenient part of being an ambedkar right and uh, the gujarat speech ended with jayshri ram right. he's uh, he's calling himself krishna that's the best part ki main krishna hu main kans ki tarah bade maarne aaya hu jayshri ram what a joke uh, the supreme court said on monday that instances of hate speech are sullying the atmosphere of the country and need to be stopped Hmm. strong words in tamil nadu controversy has erupted after the rss allegedly held a training camp inside a government school in coimbatore on monday so the rss has claimed it's a clean up drive the corporation says they don't allow like social religious political gatherings and i think they have registered a case of trespassing which i thought was quite fun <laughs> hmm. of all the cases to register it's trespassing so on saturday the election commission and interim order had barred the fact two factions of the shiv sena from using the shiv sena's name and its bow and arrow symbol instead it's recognized shinde and udhav thakre's factions as separate political parties and has assigned them their own symbols so the symbol for udhav sena is a mashal a torch the symbol for the shinde shiv sena is the sun um, bala saheb chi shiv it's, sword, sword no, no, sorry it's sword and the two uh, swords the, and a shield and a shield and that is bala saheb chi Shivsena, Shivsena, Uddhav Bala Sab Shivsena. My, uh, I think Shinde too. wanted the Rising Sun, but then they told him, "Sorry, the DMK already has it." Hmm. So, jail separatist leader Alta Farmat Shah died at All India Institute of Medical Sciences in New Delhi on Tuesday. The news was confirmed by his daughter on Twitter. He was in the jail. Thought, oh. Yeah, he had been incarcerated for a long time. How long? Several years, in fact. Two thousand seventeen, and he was suffering from cancer. Yeah, and they had uh, recently they had tried to move him from uh, RML to AIMS, but uh, they weren't letting him. Mm. So ultimately, they, he was taken there, but passed away. Also, um, as we speak, breaking news: the central government has approved twenty-two thousand crore grant rupees to uh, state-owned oil companies to cover the losses, you know, because of the crude fluctuation. I thought they were making tons of money from Russian oil. I don't know. Probably clearly not. <laughs> 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 
Authorities in Jammu Wednesday directed revenue officials to issue residence certificates to all those who have lived in the district for more than a year. This means they can now register as voters for the revision of electoral rolls. Mm-hmm. The CBI has questioned former Jammu and Kashmir Governor Satyapal Malik in two corruption cases this week. Malik alleged he was told he'll get a 300 crore bribe if he clears two files belonging to Ambani and an RSS officer. I was wondering, when will they go for him? <laughs> no, but also they are saying that they are only questioning him as a as a, as a witness. Now, Come on, a, the case just, will just turn. Now yeah, they will call him yeah, they'll keep for calling finding him. a false case. Hmm. So they'll arrest yeah, him. Yeah, they'll keep doing that. It's come too late. I have been wondering for a very long time why are they letting him governor, just speak nah. and with no repercussions, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Russia on Tuesday added Meta, which is the parent company of Instagram and Facebook, to its list of terrorist <laughs> and extremist organizations. Why not, I say? <laughs> why ever not? So, I, I was just saying that Meta is reminds me of many of the uh, Indian media, legacy media bosses who cannot be named right now, but... Many of them who have spent their lives kissing the asses of the powers are right now up shit creek. They are being investigated. They are being intimidated. <laughs> but but they have churned out shit for the longest time, just like Facebook. So bhai, if eventually they will come after us, they will come after you. You might as well go with dignity. I mean, Trivedi will end the so Meta, bloody, they've stood for nothing. They get trashed by Putin for being this thing. Putin uses them only to spread inf- disinformation. They, you know, counter out to all sorts of other demands and all sorts of... And eventually they get screwed by everybody. Even the right wing in India hates them. Yeah. So, w- w- I mean, what have you achieved eventually? But I think there's this... Um, Money. There's a kind of a pushback growing up, especially in Europe and the US, with this whole antitrust movement. And if that goes somewhere, they might not be the organization they are because if they lose their monopoly, Mm. there's this argument that for the longest time, Facebook and Google, all these companies have been seen as these great innovators and they're basically reaping the uh, fruits of their labor, their innovation and stuff. That's not exactly true. Most of like the stuff Facebook owns now, apart from Facebook itself, there hasn't been much innovation. They've just bought companies left, right and center. Same with Google. Or they buy and crush. Yeah. Mm. Right. So the police in the Gambia have begun an investigation into the deaths of dozens of children linked to cough syrups produced by a Haryana-based drug maker. Mm. The Haryana government, meanwhile, has said it'll stop the production of cough syrups. Meanwhile, some channel, news channel in India posi- positioned this as an... Uh, Assault on Indian whatever. This is... Foreign a f- conspiracy. A foreign conspiracy because, of course, Gambia is such an influential country. And also, the they'll kill their own children yeah. to tarnish to, India's image. So, yeah. th- this was this is the Idiotic news, by the way. This is the this is ad funded news. Those of you who saying that we will not subscribe, you will watch ad funded news. This is what ad funded news gives you. In the prima facie, the company has also admitted that there is a one substance that they put in. I mean, uh, one raw material. It wasn't tested. Not just yeah. that, sir. This company, yeah, in already... fact, who did a story? Uh, I forget who. Uh, this company has been. In all India, Scroll did a story. For, yeah, for in the past, several times. Mm. It's not their first yeah. offense. Also, Dinesh Thakur had an excellent thread on this yeah. on Twitter where he detailed all the issues with the company so far and he asked how it was even certified in the first place. Right. There is so much of spurious medicine being made and mm. even by companies who shouldn't be doing that because they're regulated. I mean, you can't help with crooks. Obviously, you'll have to like send police and stuff with them. But if a crook is making in like a backyard 
hut or something you can imagine but these companies i mean there's the famous case of brand backs right yeah because there's no regulation My, you just get away with whatever you just get away i mean there is regulation but it doesn't work there that is means there no is, regulation so, right? so so i in fact i'm reading this book of uh, dinesh thakur uh and it starts off with a specific case or a bunch of cases i mean for the longest time it is of it's not even a, of any interest to the regulators that they have you know someone's been caught out doesn't matter they move they carry on as if nothing's happened mm. yeah so next headline is that saurav ganguly's stint as bcci president is set to end on 18th october he's reportedly keen on continuing for a second term but has been told there is no precedence of this yeah because dada again should learn from meta <laughs> <laughs> you might as well stand for something dada hmm The last headline is that at least 13 people were killed and 87 injured in a Russian missile attack on a city in southeastern Ukraine on Sunday. At least 10 children were amongst those injured. You missed a very important headline, Jayashree, from your part of the oh, country. No. Which is? What? You haven't seen that picture going viral of two commodes adjacent to each mm-hmm. other, which oh, MK yeah. Stalin um, inaugurated. Two Johns, yeah. Two potty things. There's no separation. Yeah. But why is that a big deal? Because how can you sit together? Yeah, the boarding school <laughs> that I went to and, and would see it's there were no uh, doors to the where we used to sit. We used to sit and talk to each other in one line. Explains a lot about boarding school people. <laughs> <laughs> Now Dude, I you, get it. You you cannot have a loo that locks for children who are five, six, and seven years old, man. Up to eight. No, no, but this was two next to each other. There was not even a wall or a partition. Yeah. They were the, just yeah. And it's at an office. office. It was the same. There was no wall or partition. That's what I'm telling you. We used to say, "Ar mag bhagdai, mag." Because you can't have laws. You know, when you're six, seven, eight years old, unless you have somebody adult. Yeah, adult. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, if you have like two hundred kids in two dorms and you have doors with locks in them, which it's not safe here. Yeah. So I, I mean, no, I'm saying, but then you'll ha- you'll have a line of forties. Like, yeah, you have that's what I'm saying. Partition. There used to be a line of five forties. So the guys who are doing forty would be talking to each other, and the guys who are waiting. So there'd be a bunch of guys waiting on this side, saying "fucking hurry up," and otherwise you're talking about how the day went. You have you been to the DDR <laughs> museum in Berlin? No. So it's it's a lot of I mean it's clearly anti-communist and all that, but there they have this one uh, placard uh, pictures that show kids in East Germany sitting together like in boarding schools in the same uh, whatever like one pot after the other, and kids could not get up before everyone finished. <laughs> No, we didn't have that rule. But the same thing. I mean, it sounds very distinct. But you go to any like outside of Delhi villages and yeah, stuff they, in the morning, I mean, all along the together. railway track, exactly, like a whole together, line exactly. of people. Anyway, place to socialize. So, on that note, do we have any other headlines? By the way, the headline on the Crimea thing was that the that bridge went, na? And I saw th- I, he's the foreign minister. I don't know what ministry is of Ukraine, and he says that you know the the bridge that connects. Crimea to uh, the Russian mainland. To Russian mainland was bombed, and mm. no one's taken uh, responsibility. And he says, "Well, we can't say that we did it. There could be so many parties who were unhappy with this." He says, "Basically, they've taken over land that doesn't belong to them, so anyone can bomb it." Just the Russia Crimea war. I mean, it's really worrying the kind of rhetoric that one hears. I mean, I don't think Putin is bluffing when he says that he'll use nuclear weapons. He it, seems completely crazy, and he has nothing to lose now. You know, he's initially, uh, I think they kind of tried to 
like own it the ukrainians at not the top officials but mm. this thing but then when it turned out the damage wasn't that much and mm. whatever and it seemed like a terrorist attack because a truck blew up suicide bomber so they kind of like retracted it mm. but then putin sent in the missiles mm. but i think he is uh, i don't know if i mean i keep hearing this whole thing about oh, he is losing he is losing he is losing he has just taken over like i don't know how 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 many percent of ukraine merged it with russia Yeah, but he's not being able to keep it, right? The, basically, the whole assumption was that the war would be over in a week. It's been what six months now. No, but that whose assumption? There the were battle. people just like saying, imagining that it'll be like Ira- no, uh, U.S. going to Afghanistan no, to a ragtag. Even his preparation, oh. even his prep, his prep wasn't for us to three four month one. If you see even Russia's prep, now they are you know getting reinforcements from the back. They you, are now. They were seeing the journals also. Yeah, it's a. Uh-huh. I, I mean. even from a point of view of what has he gained um, he may not have lost as much as he could have hmm. but there's if like if there was a stated position that this is the stated upside we want it wasn't like he was he's not contesting election like you can say that any other country they lose a part of the i'm talking about a fictitious country i'm not saying it's ours or anybody but you'll pretend that there was a war that we bombed someone we did a master stroke and we won an election no, but even did, if you lose land and win an election there's something you won they did state an objective so objective was uh, i think there were three one was that we'll basically clean up that donbas region from the ukrainian so called nazis neo nazis mm. denazification and demilitary militarization of ukraine because nato was amassing a lot of like military hardware and so obviously the other mm. stuff there so that was the stated aim obviously how much that was propaganda and how much that was truth is a different matter but those were the stated aims and like by that definition he is pretty much like got on the first part which is those like eastern regions in a prolonged and crimea entirely huh? has he been able to hold on to these because every every no he's not been able to hold on to all of them yeah i mean this is the donbas i mean denazification against the, again the neutral journalists have to go and figure it out but the primary objective which was the stated and was initially even you know western commentators who did have some sympathy for him, not him but said that his position is justified that nato was supposed to be this temporary alliance mm. and there was an agreement you will not come here you will not to countries that are bordering me he wanted to stop that now the bloody norway sweden sweden everybody is going to go in after this so that objective is finished they are not going to be able to stop all the other countries bordering him from joining nato cuz now everyone's insecure na anyway so those are the headlines now we shall read only the emails uh, there are 33 so let's have the we'll go 555 each so let's the first five uh, manisha you want to do it yeah yeah so jeet says hi nl team you all do a great job however the current the model currently in place is very limiting i don't see anything wrong in taking advertisements as long as you control who's in I do consume a lot of good content on public media that is ad driven but still is good and not compromised because it's ad paid. NL can still ask for donations but let the platform be free to allow the voice to really spread. Absolutely sad to hear wonderful people leaving NL team but I can understand their emotions. Right now I'm confused if I'm paying as a donation or really paying for the content. Does not fit either of them correctly after all this I will still try to keep up my subscription. Well, it's not a donation. Technically, it's a subscription because a donation is if it's a not-for-profit or an NGO. Uh, so, and there are certain paywall items that you get when you subscribe, which you don't get when it's free. Hmm. But the whole ad thing—it's a longer discussion. I've actually spoken about this at length on some other platforms. But uh, maybe uh, at one of our events, I will elaborate on it. I've thought about it at length. 
the potential downsides far way the potential upsides and honestly if it was significant money we'd even go down that route it's not significant money so i don't see much of a benefit gautam moharil says hi team on 399 everyone had an agenda amrit against rss abhinandan against other news organizations first post we come here to listen to issues from people who are not prejudiced lastly podcast and the app start from the beginning if you leave midway I have a disruptor subscription. I'm ready to pay the difference for a subscription with RSS feed. Please guide. This app is frustrating. I think we are fixing this. Gautam, no, this has been fixed. The fixed. first part has been fixed, Gautam. So I don't know when you tried this last, but I have forwarded this to our product team. Uh, the RSS feed also, I think now we give to uh, all our subscribers. But uh, if there is still a difference, our product team will get back to you. But thank you for your support. Hmm. Sean says dear dear Hafta team I have been regularly listening to your podcast religiously ever since I've subscribed really love the insights from Sunny and Amrit and it feels scary and embarrassing with what is happening in the US and the UK this podcast and ANA makes me miss home a lot less keep doing the amazing work you do news laundry love from london you got this news laundry i love that line yeah thanks sean mm-hmm. um anonymous says Hello everyone a lot of people criticize Abhinandan for being a liberal and free market person but we must really appreciate that despite despite that he employed leftists like Meghraj and Raj who is this Meghraj first of all that a mixture of Meghnath and Mehraj maybe Meghnath and Mehraj ka and Rajshri is Rajshri and Jayshri yeah. I think it's me Rajshri yeah, yeah. doesn't come across as a leftist yeah, yeah, not at all huh. <laughs> okay this is a very rare thing and this is what makes news laundry so unique also you guys are discussing home ownership Almost everyone I know in Mumbai owns a house that they inherited or bought from inherited money. I don't see how anyone can afford a nice 3-4 BHK in Mumbai unless they get into the most prestigious colleges in India and even then will have to buy a long-term EMI. Question for Abhinandan, if you had pursued a conventional career and been a sellout, you could, that's not necessary. <laughs> He could have been conventional and not a sellout. Anyway, you could have possibly made over 100 crores by now. My understanding is that you don't even own a house in Delhi. You never regret being principled and giving up so much money. Oof. Do you not have? You don't even own a house in Are Delhi. Are you going to die? No, I don't own a house in Delhi or anywhere else, <laughs> and I have no plans of owning a house till the day I die. Actually, uh, no. I mean, you're right. I, I, not if I had even till year before last, I got an offer for a job from someone who didn't know News Laundry is actually my company. So News Laundry just employed me. So he had offered me a job to head his. It wasn't a news media organization, but for almost triple the money, I was like actually. This is my company. Oh, Charlie, no, I thought you were just employed. This you could year. have taken that job and done this also. I could have done that. <laughs> Doubles. No, but actually, moonlighting. Mera, that would be moonlighting. Mera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have an entire chat yeah. about this. But anonymous, I, I let me give you a little bit of info of this. Maybe this will be useful for our uh, subscribers because you know a lot of them aren't from Delhi and don't understand how the power dynamic works. I mean, you're right. I, I could have made a lot more money than still can, but the real sh- shitloads of money that I could have made is by being a um a delhi mover and shaker i mean you have no idea the kind of offers you get for doing nothing <laughs> but basically let me tell you and a lot of people from i mean i'm very proud of my school and we have some most amazing achievers and people i i admire like bunker roy also but because of the connections people have you have no idea the kind of money people make by just connecting people because you know if you come from a certain social set in in delhi you have access to people's drawing rooms who can influence things significantly who are in positions of power and so many people can't meet you uh can you just introduce me to so and so just 
call them for lunch call me for lunch we'll have lunch that's all and they're willing to do shit loads for you for that and i always wonder what a lot of these consultants in delhi do because i i said what do you do because you know i used to bump into them at parties so i have a consultancy i said what what is a, i help people set up industry steel energy so like i said are you engineer you have some no i'm just they were not fucking they will tell you what is what is your expertise like I, i want to set up steel are you telling me how do i set a factory where should i what iron ore i should mine no, no i i can just help you set it up but i mean after i think 5 8 years i got to know acha to he will invite so and so for lunch invite so and so for lunch have three for such thing mm. and fucking where you three four crores from that dude that is a real gig dheeraj says i watched a play annie londonderry she does spins she does spins fantastic tales true and true with tabloids of the 1800s news was always about the spin and adverts isn't thoughts oh advertisements also about spin only on moonlighting 8 hour contracting is a factory era monolith what matters is the employee using his 8 hours for quality work now if he she does indulge in corporate espionage termination and legal notices are bound to happen i guess i'm saying thoughts besides have you heard of background checks what do they do have you heard of udemy youtube baat niyat ki hai if employees want to learn they will learn from all these they don't need they don't need mentors or networking sessions which brings me to the question what the f have you been doing to make it better do you hold learn, learning sessions online with madhu others Uh, seen the same rants in three sectors utilities oil and gas it the new generation has to change for us we will not change for them the new gen says i have other professions to choose from bye so i then, missed out on this, uh, this so probably you want to be with okay. the moonlighting thing so dheeraj i this email is obviously coming from a place of extreme angst so the new has other places to go by then bye i mean <laughs> i'm not begging anyone to stay or nobody is you know i there's an assumption here that revisions oh please change and please stay if someone can't work set up your own shit man i didn't i when i quit arunpuri didn't say please stay at ajtak he said go fuck off fucking make your own shit so i made my own shit so go make your own shit the point is i'm not saying everything the older generation does is great but a this thing that what the f are you doing to uh, you know teach people so the, this is what gets me about the zoomers no one has the fucking time to teach you if you can't fucking learn there's someone else who will just like i mean now you know film cameras aren't used but people go to film school and spend one year at fti i learned in 3 days how to load a can in a camera because you know 16 mm when we were shooting you have to do it in that with these glove i mean it's not a glove but it's inside that black box you know you take out the film and replace the film now it's all on hd i just had to watch the guy who was doing it for 3 days and by the fourth day i, I knew how to do it Now no one said okay Nikku come now this is how you do step one this is I was there on set every day I saw the guy do it I said okay I'm smart enough let me try to do it because if you expose that camera that whole scene is gone that that film so the point is if you're there you learn by watching if someone's going to come and we're not running schools and crashes we're running professional organizations if you can watch and learn learn if you want to learn in an institutionalized way go to college and trust me the media college if you think you're going to learn jack shit there good luck to you. it's your dad's money or blowing up a mom's uncle's or aunt's whatever it is but just like we ain't doing no one a favor by employing them no one's doing us a favor by working here either it's both ways keep that in mind sidhant banerji says hey all this is regarding something mehrat said about the uk government being responsible for colonial policies after a while instead of royals so we shouldn't lay the blame of it on them i don't blame mehrat in particular for it since it's a narrative i've seen from multiple people in the us too 
I do agree to a certain extent, but the royalty has symbolic power, which they can use to assuage these narratives, which they actively choose not to. It's hard to absolve them of all the blame when they're casually wearing plundered jewels as tradition and pretending that they were gifted. So while I don't lay the blame of colonialism on Elizabeth herself, I don't blame people being indifferent about her death. Celebrating it is a bit in bad taste, but still, it's not a big deal to me. I don't get this whole business of blaming people for like something that happened three generations or four generations, five generations ago. Mm. If something is wrong today, let's talk about that. Mm. How what, how does it help if you say, okay, colonialism was, obviously it was bad. Now let's blame the royals. So what? Mm. What does that get? And those jewels, and that was the way the world worked because they have those jewels because the only way the world worked was through you conquered Conquest, other countries. Yeah. There was no consultation and democracy and stuff. That was the way of the world. We have changed that for the better. Good mm. luck to us. Somebody else will come and say, oh, you didn't know how to do it. We'll do some some other way. Why? Why, well, you know, today's values are like, for you know, Caesarian words comes from Julius Caesar, na? So why should you call every child innocent child who will believe in democracy a Caesarian? Come with another word. <laughs> God, that was really a long shot. Uh, no, no, but I, I think it's all fine to talk about colonization because it's just not been talked about enough and it's fair to blame them and question them and make them uncomfortable. Hmm. Who? So blame who? Everyone. All Brits. <laughs> okay. All Brits. All of them. <laughs> hmm. So you should all start French. from here. Like they're, all Spanish. What movie is that they're making now? Chola. What is that? Cholas. Ah, on the Cholas, correct. I mean, start with there. They ran a whole colonial empire, right? Imperial Empire stretching all the way to South I think Imperial Asia. powers are a bit different from kings fighting each other. I think colonialism no, no, has a specific... It's a problem. No, no, it's I, not the same as slavery. It's not the same, same yeah, as, you know. I completely... I think that... I mean, a conversation on reparations, a conversation on returning the jewels is all... But... But the... Just gali then it's a... There's no fayda, no? It's, there's a good episode this, that uh, John Oliver's done on museums. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Yeah, but yeah, it's a very robust conversation now and mm. there are colleges who are thinking of it now. For example, this idea... Like... like Take Kohinoor, for example. I mean, supposedly this great jewel that was taken by the... Who did it belong to? Just because mm. it was mined in India, does it belong to India? There was no India at that time. Mm. Who did it belong to? Where mm. did they take it from? Nizam of Hyderabad, right? Yeah. So, or like Tipu Sultan's sword. Tipu Sultan's sword, the national hero Vijay Malia got it back. You know, and and with, it's a much fun fanfare and all the media that time was congratulating and bring it back. But Tipu's also now a controversial figure. Tipu is great, man. Hmm. I, I mean, anyway, another podcast. <laughs> Sonali Singh says, on the Wipro case, uh, Raman and Abhidandan made sense. Raman also had facts, so much for the non-Gen Xers. As a former HR professional, I manage such matters in large MNCs in India. I would be shocked if any company here allows dual employment on full-time employment and doesn't have conflict of interest clauses. Merely perusing contracts isn't enough. There are internally published policies that cannot all be put into an offer letter. If you don't like the terms, quit or negotiate a fixed term equivalent contract or take companies to court if you believe clauses contravene the law or are unfair. Not whining about how time-consuming, unfruitful it would be. In between stints of FTE at the company, I worked part-time as contract workers as I was running an art gallery. Others worked as consultants with multiple companies. Yes, different types of contracts should be available. But if there's talent supply for those who agree to standard terms, why would companies make the effort? Hmm. But wasn't that the whole conversation? Like the this thing has to be between the employer and the employee. And the employee, correct. You drop the contract. If that allows you to do it, do it. If that hmm. doesn't, and you hmm. don't like it, go. Yeah, I, the difference is just being a consultant and not I think, I think there are different, is. people had different views on it. But the, the thing was that 
what were the contracts of like it was all triggered by the statements of the Wipro chief, yeah. I think, and someone else. I mean, that was a more general statement. Everybody reacted to it generally on the whole moonlighting culture. Hmm. Nitin says, Hi team, long-time subscriber, responding to the discussion on moonlighting on Hafta 399. While I agree with the principle of adhering to contracts, and on that, I found myself siding with Jayashree, the way contracts are designed are quite arbitrary. Abhinandan's monologue made it sound like organizations are magnanimous entities offering opportunities en masse to people, and that they own you, and people don't recognize the magnanimity and are unfairly taking advantage of them. Hardly the case. While in most cases, organizations specify working hours in a contract, most people end up working more hours to meet deadlines, show high performance for ratings, all of which are tied to salary and employment. Why do people work more hours? Because they're competing with others who have both intellectual privilege and social privilege in general. The system is designed as such. The arguments made it sound like a simple give and take. It's not. This needs a more nuanced discussion. Though I don't necessarily agree that people are only working hard because they're competing with more privileged people. No, but but I agree with his greater points on how like lots of things are tied to incentives and also that it isn't as simple as conversations with boss to or with your bosses or employers to explain what you want and what you need out of contracts. Like I think that is a very black and white sort of hope, but I think he's right that it's much more difficult. The I mean I the, the contracts available. I mean I think that's a separate discussion. But I found it a bit ironic that a mail that ends with that. It, requires a more nuanced discussion has characterized my statements as I quote Abhinandan's monologue made it sound like organizations are magnanimous entities offering opportunities and mass to people and that they own you and people don't recognize their magnanimity and taking advantage of them unquote so I find it ironic that that sentence and the sentence that there should be a nuanced take is in the same email because you didn't say because we I, own you <laughs> I didn't say anything even close to that I had just said the, what the law says but uh I think there are certain realities which uh, Zoomers lack. One is that, and it, it's not a justification. It's you know this is like even when we studied economics uh, at undergrad level, there was one paper on communism that we had to write up. It was the most idiotic paper that people will have no ego, there will be no pride, there will be no hatred. It'd be wonderful if we had a world like that, but you got to be fucking kidding me. Yes. I, you know, a lot many people who don't have my privilege will have to work harder than me to get to where I am today. I had to work harder than many other people who had privilege. That is the world. If there was a way to make it apart every ten years, it would. But after every ten years, it would be unfair again, because some people have different motivations, others have different ones. So that is inevitable. So people will work. Some work harder. Some don't work hard. And not everybody works hard to compete with others. Some work hard just for pride. I mean, I worked hard for ego. That fucking, you know, no one should be able to say that. Others worked hard for money. Others worked hard for something. That it's different. So I, I just don't understand the reasons for this. I think are a little deeper because one, this idea that contracts they're bad because the law is bad, the way it has been structured, labor law and stuff. But the other problem is it's a social problem more in that sense than like a contractual problem. So. People are stuck in jobs they don't want to do because there's no other option usually, mm. and that's a problem. Because if you are in a job, so you can't work hard in a job you don't like to begin with, but you have to keep that job because you have a family to feed. Apparently, with the new generation, that's changing though, with the great resignation and the silent quitting that's happening, which is a lot of young people don't work. In our profession, uh, I took first job in 1989. Mm. Contract. Mm. 
ज 
teaches me how to run my company i would rather keep this person like i'm just asking from a point of view of even if your sympathy is that way why should that guy take that decision it it's a ridic- you know it's like these are like it it's as it's a complete lack of understanding of how how the world works Manjil Saikya says, "Hi NL team, congratulations on the excellent work you're doing. I especially like Miss Pandey's shows and analysis and Mr. Sekri's interviews. This is about Hafta 398, a minor point about the UK. The official name of the UK is the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Great Britain is the biggest of the British Isles and is compri- and comprises England, Wales and Scotland. While the island of Ireland comprises Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland." I felt this was not clear from the discussion with Professor Kapilaw. Thank you. You're right, Manjil. It wasn't right. Now I get it <laughs> <laughs> for the first time. Raja Raj says, "I believe that democracies around the world will fall because eventually democracy won't be able to survive automation." It's what this. Yeah, it's like. Hmm. There's a book on it also. You all know. Yeah, he's written about. It's inevitable. Most people either already recognize this or will recognize this soon enough. And you won't have many people fighting for democracy. The fight will be to get your people in power permanently. Would love to know the panel's view on the above. Fake name to hide identity. Okay. I have no view on this. Anyone else? Jashree, may I ask you a question? We are stumped by this question. I don't. I mean, this is very. It's too, too hypothetical. What does it mean exactly, though? Like by automation? <laughs> it's that <laughs> book by Harari which says, there. "What's it called? Do a humus something? It's called sapiens. Do X or something? I, I don't know exactly. There's an I essay that it. he's written some on the twenties thoughts. No, he wrote a century, book also, basically saying that this, basically. Uh, the whole idea of like man as a moral creature, essentially. I mean, that was my understanding is that will cease to be a fact. humans will evolve in a different way because technology has progressed once so AI much takes over. and once that happens once you don't have that moral creature this idea of democracy and everything becomes because it only applies if you have that moral sense right if you don't well, what is the moment uh, automation is helping democracy i mean it's d- democracy has become a lot more um uh, immediate and in your face and that's leading to its own set of problems but it is a very interesting uh, in fact i should think about this i mean it, it's an interesting concept and thought i mean it, it's it's not completely implausible but it's called i don't think though in india it's not something we'd have to worry about for a very long time <laughs> which is why also we have the leisure of space to say hmm, mm. that it's nothing that will confront us immediately at least not for the next like 100 years so the book is called homo deus mm. uh, a brief history of tomorrow mm Satvik Banerjee says dear panel on moonlighting last week you brought good points from both sides but what did not come up was the context of personal time space what anyone does with his with their personal time and space is literally no employer's business intellectually and legally the question to be asked is if those who were fired did they steal any ip note lines of code is not ip as the same can be found over internet and ip theft could be if someone zipped up the entire nl app and sold it The bigger point is I know friends and colleagues who have been fired by top IT companies simply because they refuse to work weekends or do graveyard shifts. I know people who refuse to work for clients during Diwali were fired by New Year during performance review processes citing failure to build client relationship. The industry is unregulated and outside labor laws. IT in India to me is the wet dream of most American companies to do the worst to employees that they cannot do in their own country. I mean these are very valid points but again this could need not be it i mean this is true for house help i mean the concept of giving house help a weekend off was unheard of 
till 20 years ago or even a minimum wage or a minimum wage so, but and yet there are certain households that bring up you know they pay they're not obliged to but they pay for the fees of you know the their household children they teach them so this is anecdotal so i mean you're absolutely right there's some horrible bosses and horrible companies there's some great bosses and great companies there's some horrible and great bosses in the same company depending on which team you are in so but at an institutional level the argument has to be very different it has to be a very solid economic legal uh, or, or a, you know a structural argument of how the economy is structured it it can't be that you know i want and they want that's that's not how anything will work actually ankur sen says hi hafta team last week i heard in passing from jayshi regarding the like lester lester uh, that hindu phobia is made up is a made up term and is very recent phenomena by rw groups this is untrue there's history of this usage with hindus including sikhs buddhist jains looked at with particular intersectional disdain of race religion in the west since the 1400s compared to brown skin folks of abrahamic heritage who faced race i quote from the seattle star in 907 after the bellingham riots have you seen the hindus huddling together on the waste of the flats or silently as they very buddhist idols idols There's enough literature that show the disgusting manner Hindu rituals, mode of prayers and habits has been described in western publications long before 1947 or any modern Hindutva. I would suggest that the panel be rather better informed before callously throwing out statements. I would suggest reading the book Heathen by Catherine Lum that explores some of these themes. I mean I'll absolutely check out the book but I still stick to the point I made which is that I think there's a high tendency to mistake racism for hindu phobia and even here when you're saying usage of a term with hindus wessing but we're also clubbing it with sikhs and buddhists and jains and this is not a specific instance of phobia towards hindus even if the this 1400s compared to brown skin folks of abrahamic heritage and i think that now it has been used as a i mean i feel like i i'm repeating what i said that day but i do think that what the right wing terms as hindu phobia is very often just your everyday racism or it is ignorance a sense of a victim complex religion. or ignorance or a mixture of all three so you know also i mean that's true of this uh, historical writing also i don't remember, uh, know exactly about this seattle star thing but like most of the so called orientalist writers when they refer to hindus it's usually a cultural term it means everybody yeah. like who's not a monotheist in this part of the world mm. it was the same was true of uh, arabs also the hindu term came from that because it was anybody who lives even in the not people use the word arab very loosely yeah, exactly but no but i just think that i i don't know exactly in what context of how ankur meant that that hindu phobia is a word so of course it's a word i mean so i'll just take it literally for now so i don't think anyone can deny ankur that it is a word <laughs> i think is it relevant to use in the context of is what the argument is so on that i think we are all on the same page that yes hindu phobia is a word which is a valid word uh now i haven't heard the word christian phobia chrysophobia whatever it may be but i'm sure it's a word it's just that we haven't come across that phenomenon enough for it to be a thing so similarly i'm sure hindu phobia is a word but i think at least in my living memory it's not a thing which can be called a, a trend or a or a phenomena I think Islamophobia is a thing or a phenomena, uh, especially post 9/11. Just like I, I, I interviewed um, this one uh, Amish Tripathi just yesterday. Hopefully that should be up next week. 
like i agree with him that you know with digvijay singh when he started this hindu terror thing because that it was a f- foolish because there was no such as hindu terror i mean if there was a vhp friend that was you know planted these bombs even if it was true it wasn't hindu terror it was a you know act by a body because hindu terror wasn't a thing it wasn't like you know th- there were bomb blasts going on and they were recruiting things and so i think calling something a word that is a valid word and something that is a, that is a trend is a big difference Kaushik Singh says in Hafsa episode 399 NL in-house panelists in the middle of a discussion on PFS suddenly started commenting on the observations of a Supreme Court bench on hate speech on TV sadly the whole discussion happened on an observation that is a clickbait headline TV channels chief medium of hate speech as per my opinion the most relevant observation of the bench are as follows the problem is we don't have a regulatory mechanism for TV i believe that all channels were fined heavily in england we don't have that system here law means sanction sanction means must be affected the problem is that they are not being dealt with firmly if sanctions are affected this will go significantly the bench also observed that it will consider laying down some guidelines which will hold the field until the legislature comes up with a law on the matter hmm. there's another mail from koshik in continuation which says one of the hafta panelists said the oral observations do not matter at all i agree that oral observations are most irrelevant but the panelists forgot to tell listeners that matter has not been disposed and it has been posted for disposal on november 23rd and judgment is likely to be reserved on the day hafta panel should have opined on this question guidelines of apex code to regulate broadcast media it may appoint a committee will be detrimental to media or court intervention is need of the hour since self regulation has failed completely i am also feeling little nervous about so it's always nice when supreme court says her tv media is this and that but when they're looking to the government to make laws on this i just feel really nervous about that so a uh, i think the the way it is framed right now there's an appearance that there is not no regulation happening there is a regulation in place right now and if that regulation was to be adhered to we'd be fine the law exists so that is just something that should be clear to all our listeners that it's not like it is unregulated there are indian laws there is ipc there is all sorts of other laws that it is just that you want there's enough acts and even self regulation also even if that worked it would be like yeah. pretty much so uh, but uh, you know we have a very interesting um, two uh, for and against uh, opinion piece on oral observations i think one was written by siddharth davel that oral observations have a certain context and they're important because they set the tone of what is expected in court and it is a very inside joke thing and when those are reported by media they give a completely incorrect and there was and there's a place and they are important there are two pieces the links to which we will provide uh one written by a lawyer saying why oral observations are important and serve a purpose and uh, there was one i think they were uh, on live law uh, if i'm not wrong i will the links are in the this thing below show notes yeah uh, jashi was jashi can you read yeah i'll read but i was also just saying that um This is also why I'm very grateful to for the existence of platforms like Bar and Branch and Live Law because until now you really had no idea what was being said in court outside of what you'd finally see reported in the papers the next day. So it is interesting and convenient to have someone live tweeting the entire proceedings just that you know exactly what is being said. Yeah, yeah. both so the websites do a fabulous yeah, job. Yeah. So the next letter is from AU It says guys brilliant as always. But I feel Mehraj should tone down his blatant bias when it comes to matters related to Muslims or Islam. Three instances: what happened in Leicester was state-backed Hindutva violence, as opposed to autonomous Muslim groups 
Meraj jumped at this and implied quite clearly that Islam in Britain was never state-backed. Pakistan, Egypt, and even the Saudis have had a major role in militant Islam in the UK. Leicester had a major ISPR-backed propaganda element to it. I thought I was asking Meraj. a question of one of the panelists. I don't Whether, recall what this Yeah, was it was a question basically uh, when they were talking about this whole Hindutva and how it's because part of it is Indian government backed. So I was mm. saying, is sim- is the same case with like say Muslim groups? Do they get something from Pakistan, especially the Desi groups? Right. I mean, he explained, you can go and listen to it again. But I don't think I made the observation. It was a question. Okay, the next email is from Mohit Singh, who says, Abhinandan has mentioned news laundry subscriptions are stagnating and the trend is the same in the wider online news industry. Relying on subscriptions is one of the hardest ways to run an organization and kudos to all who are trying to do it. But it seems that news gathering in India is more expensive than in the first world. I recently clicked on an article on Scroll. It requested me to donate $200 for reading it and supporting them. Guardian, which works in a similar model, seems to be happy with a $25 donation if you ever land there. News Laundry's yearly subscription is 3,000 rupees. In contrast, the New York Times offers a yearly subscription for less than half that amount in India. A subscription of monthly magazine Caravan costs more than the weekly magazine New Yorker. So what gives? I mean, this is again a longer discussion on economic models, etc. In fact, I was just attending a Google conference that's happening at the Oberoi Hotel in Delhi right now and all the news organizations are there. Everyone from Anand Goyankov Express, uh, Caravan, um, Jagran Group, they were all, the heads were there. I mean, the, people are kind of figuring out the, the the news model and it is evolving. You know, it's it's a completely new space. I personally believe that, yes, we grew to this using a particular strategy of attracting people to subscribe. The next 10,000 will have to use a very different strategy. I think we have to keep thinking and our strategy has to change. So that is a constant, like, it's a, like legacy media, once you had your sales team, everything in place, chalo, bas, that is how it is. So I think that's the challenge, but I think it's doable. It's a challenge that can be realized. And like I said, we are planning a few other revenue models, just like build a community of news laundry people who would like to go for visits together. You know, Kashmir with Mehraj, you'll get, and we organize evenings with conversations of Mehraj with some prominent intellectuals there. So you have a four or five day package. So the community values sensible experiences, news being just one of them. That is the next step that I think we can aim for so but the ad model is done i mean that i really don't think i need to believe it anymore there is enough evidence that that model is not good for reasons of economics and for reasons of journalism we got to figure out what are the other models that kind of can sustain this but yes on one thing i agree with you that the next um generation the digital generation of news organizations will be those that have you know uh, you know, that that have uh, turnovers between, let's say, 10 crore to maybe 100 crore. The days of 1,000 crore, 2,000 crore turnover, media giants are over. That ain't coming back. So, and I think that is good. Unless Google buys us all. Then but I don't then, know. But, but then, uh-huh. ad model is done also because I think Google and Facebook have monopolized they, yeah, everything. Yeah, they'll just yes. eat it all. I mean, Apple will come, all these will come. Uh-huh. So I, and I think there is, also now there is enough here, what... If you're coming to journalism, because there are enough industries now, it's a liberalized economy. Na? There are lots of ways to make money in India. So if you, and it's not like you can't make money in journalism. It's not like, I mean, it, I don't have a hard life. I, I don't know about the others. Okay, I can't afford a yacht or a Mercedes, but if I want one, I, but in a news company, you can run a news company for, you know, 
at a, between 10 to 100 crore annual turnover and that is enough to do good journalism and if 100 such companies are doing it that's good for journalism we don't need five companies that have 10000 crore turnovers that's pretty much what has killed the news this whole monopolization and cartelization and one thing that's happened i mean it's also good and bad in a way like all things the major disruption that's happened is the digital in the digital news sphere because earlier you had like you also said if you had a news team like a sales team you were set but not just that if you had a newspaper or even a tv channel the model you had the strategy you had it was good for like 20 30 even 40 years mm. now it's changing like every 2 2 yeah. years and most of that you don't have any control over facebook changes their algorithm google changes their exactly. algorithm you have to like what do you do but abhi jo rules aa rahe hain australia europe mein if those come in here then everything changes exactly. again and you basically have to stay a step ahead all the time otherwise you are done but net net i think i just want to underline it is the age of small news organizations and the revenue model of subscriptions enough to sustain that it's not enough to sustain us if we were times but it's enough to sustain us as a slightly larger news laundry because the audiences are also niche so you had this newspaper where you had everything from say politics to business to sports and everything because you couldn't target those audiences you don't think like a like a paper like say express or times of india wouldn't have made m- more money if they knew which of their readers mm. was only reading sports or this thing Correct. but they didn't know how to target that mm. now you can do that The next letter is from Deeraj, who says, "Manisha, you have not travelled in South India. Jayshree, you have not travelled outside Tamil Nadu. Lol, I did that. Both of us have. <laughs> Thank you, Deeraj. I am from Karnataka. Go to South Kannada, Sulia, North Kannada. The language spoken there is Tulu, Konkani, and Kodugu Bhasha in Kurk. Doing my engineering in Mysore, I was asked to speak in Kannada, and I used to politely say, 'Come to Bangalore, speak in Tulu, and I will speak in Kannada.'" At the height of the Kaveri issue, when I started to get a job, Tamilians in Chennai refused to understand English or Kannada. My point is, it goes both ways, and I prefer to go to Rajasthan. Now, here, my Rajasthani colleagues are very keen to learn English from me. It brought progress. Abhinandan, read Richard Eaton's India in the Persianate Age. It explains what Sanskrit and Persian mean to the Indian subcontinent. I have a spare, so give me your postal address. Also get Richard on the podcast to dispel so many wrong notions, including Gazni and his destruction of Soma. Thanks, man. I will write to you. Looking forward for this to this book. But uh, I yeah, like this. How, how do you refuse to understand like language? I mean, you either understand. I mean, I refuse to understand Canada Maharaj because oh, okay. I do not understand it. So, yeah. Patani, I did not. It did not happen to me. The French refused to understand English. That's no? I was about to come to that. I it didn't is. have. I've heard French refused. Yeah, it didn't. Cool. The next email is from Sonali Singh. Sorry, was says, there any question in the assemble. last email? Sorry, was there any question in no, the last no, email? There was no, no question, right? No, no, no. No, but but he said to give him your postal address. Ha, that I'll take for the book. Take okay. Sonali says, last December, a friend and I spent three weeks in Arunachal, driving through most major valleys from east to west. We were on a road trip from Bangalore. We learned its tribes and subtribes. Twenty-six are major. That is less than five thousand people have their own languages and not dialects. Hindi has emerged as the common one to communicate with each other. Perhaps the need was exacerbated by army personnel, a majority of whom may be from the north of the Narmada. In contrast, broken English was better for communication in Meghalaya in 2015, even in rural parts. Perhaps because Meghalaya has three major tribes and languages, not over 110. or perhaps had more english teachers tourists and missionaries anyway hindi's imposition in the south will be cultural hegemony 
even if people in Tamil Nadu or England speak versions of Tamil or English, the main language is one. Hindi or French will be irrelevant for most inhabitants, and those who move out will learn based on their aspirations. Hmm, that was a very eloquent. Yeah. Syed says, "Hello, NL team. First of all, congratulations on reaching a milestone of 400 episodes of Hafta. Yeah, thank you. I want to rant about Manisha and Jayshree's awkward exchange of words on language <laughs> imposition. During my schooling in the early 90s, we had three choices to pick from: either Hindi, Telugu, or Urdu as your first language, followed by vice versa, second language. This is where the roots of language began, at least for me. One language cannot be a political imposition; it has to begin with your education curriculum." I'm born and raised in Hyderabad. I can speak and write and read fluent Telugu, Hindi, English and can communicate in Kannada and Tamil a little bit. But when it comes to Tamil Nadu, which was Tamil Nadu Karnataka undivided Andhra Pradesh of the olden days, people knew Telugu, Kannada, Malayalam to most extent but refused to speak to each other other than in their native language. Again. But in return they expect us to speak theirs. Also, from what I was taught by my ancestors, Telugu was the early South language, not Tamil. Tamil, yeah. What? Tamil yeah, please. Perfect. Tamil is the oldest language in the world, not just in the South of India. Can't be in the world. Ah. Which is still being used. Yeah. Which is still being used. The Indian civilization language, which hasn't been deciphered. Because That's all the these uh, Indonesian islands and Eastern uh, Africa, they have languages that go back. God knows how long, yeah, yeah. and so they have like ton like in the I mean, in a small patch of land you'll have like fifteen hundred languages, but not right now spoken right now. Yeah, yeah, spoken right now. No, then it's then they are later than Tamil. Tamil is this. I'm I'm not being a I'm not being <laughs> funny or anything. I'm actually telling you from a GK point of view because I remember this question came up in a uh, mastermind. Uh, the oldest language still in use in the world is Tamil. I mean, there are of course older languages, hmm. but they're not still in use. Yeah. But is it that Tamils, uh, you know, behave like Brahmins in the south, and they? No, maybe Tamil Brahmins. Other, other yeah. They the look Bra- down upon other. <laughs> look down upon other languages. Other languages. No, uh, no, because there aren't commonalities. See, like I can follow a little bit of Malayalam because Malayalam is basically a lot of loan words from Tamil and Sanskrit. So you, I can sort of make out. Context of what people are saying, even if I can't follow it word for word. Canada, I can't. So, Canada is fairly easy to learn, and if I spend some more time in Bangalore, I probably could. Telugu, there is no link or commonality, at least in the way that it's spoken in casual context. So, it's not a question of, yeah, my language is the best, and so therefore fuck your language. It's just that it's, it is learning a new language. Like if I wanted to learn a new language, then I would, but. I, I just have no need. You're not to refusing, and, and also they <laughs> understand. Yeah, it. <laughs> and, and there, see the two observations. One is that like people even who are fluent in a language, there's some words you don't understand. Like for example, Manisha doesn't understand. Don't be late. She doesn't understand what those three words mean. But she understands English is good. So you know, so it really depends on uh-huh. what words you do or don't understand. <laughs> but but speaking of Tamils. <laughs> <laughs> Speak of Tamilians, you know the joke is of Bengalis that you know one Bengali is a communist, two Bengalis is a communist party, three Bengalis is two communist parties. That you know they always arguing with each other. What Raman says, you know, Tamilians look down. The thing about Tamilians is, Tambrams will become behave like Tambrams, like they are. You know, even after Periyar kicked their asses, they still वो कहता है ना कि रस्सी जल गई लेकिन गांठ नहीं गई. They'll still when they are just them, they think no one's listening. They'll talk about how great, like Trumps, make America great again when there was slavery. You know. Then, but if suddenly one of them says, "But is a year superior a younger?" Then they start fighting about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there will always be a reason to fight that who is superior. <laughs> Pradies. Ah. 
Okay, I'll take another letter and then it's off to you, Maharaj. All right. So this letter is from Shrikant, who says, really surprised by Manisha's certainty that Hindi could be spoken by people in villages in Tamil Nadu and Kerala. In my village in Andhra Pradesh, I, who's Delhi educated, cannot speak his mother tongue, started speaking to a kid of my age in Hindi. I remember the blanks of the other. I didn't understand why the kid didn't get it. My dad whacked me around the head and asked me to speak in English instead. I think it's the very urban Hindi-speaking Bollywood-watching population that have an expectation that people will respond to Hindi. In the U.S., they have two official languages as the Spanish population is growing. In Spain, it's Spanish, forced by the fascist Franco's regime. But in Catalonia, they still speak Catalan. I just returned from Sardinia. Gramsci was from there. And they had their own language, which is completely different from Italian, which was forced onto them. Keep up the awesome work. Just to clarify, I think yeah. my contention is that if I was to travel to the interiors of a village of a non-Hindi speaking state, I would probably be understood if I speak a little bit of Hindi and the other person also speaks in a bit tutti-putti Hindi than if I start speaking in English. That's my limited contention. But I mean, I'm open to being proven wrong because I haven't traveled all over India. The This uh, Catalan thing uh, reminds me, so in Spain, the Bosque region, they speak a language so these are called language isolates in certain parts of the world you have these languages which have basically no other related language Bosque is one such language like in the Caucasus Azerbaijan and like Dagestan and stuff they have these languages which only a small group of people speak but nowhere else it's not related to anything like say Tamil is related to a lot of other languages mm. like, and there's this uh, one place in Sindh in Pakistan whose language is very similar to the Dravidian languages of the south really? yeah how do they explain that? Because I mean, they didn't migrate when the so-called Aryans came, I suppose. But whatever, yeah. So Very funny I things. think the greatest words ever spoken in English, which are Hindi, are the following. You're going to play Amitabh Bachchan? That I can leave English behind. You see, sir, I can talk English, I can walk English, I can laugh English because English is a very funny language. Bhairo becomes barren and barren becomes bhairo because their minds are very narrow. In the year 1929, sir, when India was playing against Australia in Melbourne City, Vijay Merchant and Vijay Hajare, they were at decrease. And Vijay Merchant told Vijay Hajare, look Vijay Hajare, this is a very prestigious match and you must consider this match very carefully. So considering the consideration that Vijay Hajare gave Vijay Merchant, Vijay Merchant told Vijay Hajare that ultimately we must take a run. And when they were striking the ball on the left side, sir, the consideration came into an ultimatum and ultimately Vijay Hajare went to Vijay Merchant. Oh, shut up! Anonymous says, uh, you need a longer discussion on PFI. Manisha does a good job on nuisance separating media narrative from how actual allegations work. But how should a state society deal with an organization of this sort? Number one, it does not respect the rules of the road. In Hartal prone Kerala, there has always been an understanding that certain items are off limits. Milk, vans, ambulances, doctors going to hospital. The PFI stones those as well. Unlike the Sung affiliates, the PFI does not have separate verticals for indoctrination, organization, street power, and actual criminal conspiracy. Much easier to ban and much harder to combat politically. Mm. Like the Sung, its public pronouncements, democracy, socialism are not borne out by their message to Carter, which keep leaking out. 
नॉट कंजर्वेटिव लाइक आई यू एम एल जमात उलमा नॉट विद स्टैंडिंग महराज क्लेम्स द पी एफ आई टेक्स द जमात इस्लामी अप्रोच विच इज एज फार एज आई नो क्वाइट क्लोज टू द मुस्लिम ब्रदरहुड सोशलिज्म सोशल जस्टिस वया इस्लाम सोमराज मुखर्जी हे टीम योर मोबाइल वेबसाइट हैड बीन अ डिसपॉइंटमेंट विद द मीडिया रंबल नोटिफिकेशन कमिंग इन वे ऑफ द मिनी प्लेयर द प्लेयर के नॉट बी ओपन एंड रिस्टोर्ड Sometimes your website behaves as Manisha and Anand. What about an illogical talk? <laughs> well played. <laughs> so mean. I take so, it. Can can we offer this subscriber a job? The dagger in my heart. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can we offer you a job or at least a one year free subscription <laughs> for such wit? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So your uh, actually has been forwarded to the product team, but uh, I know this mail is a slightly older mail. or there was another similar complaint so i think you will find some of these issues have been resolved and a post media rumble which is this weekend you'll see uh, many other bugs that have been fixed oro says this is specifically for raman sir because other than him and manisha everyone else is just pelowing gyans which i can do as well why on earth will you keep on referring to mamata where you should be aware of her association not with just bjp but with rss as well from the late 90s and then the current state of bengal specifically the education sector and to the rest of the panel just because i do not like modi does not necessarily mean i will like mamata to abhinandan you might think of collaborating with youtubers who are doing amazing jobs in the state level have a section in the hafta for 20 minutes from different regions and you can club it via regions like east west north and south so that you do not keep on antagonizing individuals like me who is as concerned about his or her state like the country i can suggest one from bengal polomi from hutat jodi uthalo katha i'm sorry if i didn't Hmm. pronounce it correctly i am not giving you suggestions on how to run your business but as a subscriber this really makes me mad so actually we uh, mamta has what as did you i know someone must have spoken sympathetically aise kuch <laughs> what i think was it a discussion of alternatives to modi is I that i think so i think if, if not so modi in that of course in if that's the context then oro i mean i'm sure like you know even if i but mention but i don't think raman even i mentioned stalin I I I'm not saying Stalin is the best but so I'm sure some Tamilian would probably say how dare he says Stalin if I say Kejriwal I'm sure people in this office will also jump on me but the point is I don't think uh, it's like politics is choosing the worst least worst but on this you know uh, I actually uh, had reached out to two uh, YouTubers who have their own platform and we're trying to figure out uh, you know how to get them involved but I mean, I'll tell you what the problem that occurs, and as a subscriber, you know, it's not like this has been attempted. In fact, I think Raman so Manisha suggested someone from Punjab before the Punjab election. Uh, then meanwhile, I had spoken to someone from the Hindi, uh, a Hindi channel, and also someone from the South. Just getting, they really want their autonomy at a level which is pure commentary, and because we do journalism, a lot of what they do. can't actually go on news laundry you know i really uh, i personally i haven't met him in 10 years but earlier i had interviewed dhruv rati he was a young 21 22 year old i was mighty impressed with what he was achieving but that's not journalism and it it will make it a little difficult and if we tell them to do too many changes with raman sir then they'll say and raman sir's filters are different so eventually we'll have to find someone who's willing to actually be absorbed into news laundry or willing to 
do journalism at the YouTube level because a lot of YouTube is just commentary and that's not our model. We have commentary or advocacy. We have commentary shows which are Manisha's, you know, on media and Atul's on media. And we may get another. And of course, Hafta is just chewing the fat once a week. I mean, Bajit. So that's the challenge, yeah. But but it's a model that we actually thought about because we, I really think many of those channels can, I mean, they can go to a different level if they can institutionalize themselves with us. But why yet? Even they don't want any big money. They are happy making whatever they're making and doing what they're doing without anyone telling them what to do. This one is from Caged Parrot Unchained. Oh God. Okay. Hi NL team. My letter is in response to Abhinandan's remark on the origins of Sanskrit and Tamil. India's old language is Prakrit and not Sanskrit. Script of Pali and Dami incorrectly uh, to be Brahmi or from the mouth of Brahma. Shivaite school could only emerge after Adi Shankar in the 8th century ACE, whereas Pali was found inscribed by Ashok, Ashoka in 3rd century BCE. Proto-Sanskrit emerges after that as Buddhist hybrid Sanskrit and Sanskrit could only be finalized after the emergence of the Nagari script was finalized as Devanagari between 1000 and 1200 CE. Can we continue to believe that Sanskrit literature came first, its grammar second and script last? Hmm. Such ideas need to be reviewed and NL has some in-house expertise. I request you to go through the links below. If of interest, then invite Science Journey channel for Media Rumble even at this late stage. Oh, oh, given a this is, of I think we should get them for next. In fact, I have got such great suggestions for Media Rumble. We have to get them for next year. But this we is a Cage Parrot is fantastic, yeah. But Cage Parrot unchained. But was I right about Sanskrit? No, you're no. wrong. No. What does he say? Prakrit was Prakrit. older Prakrit. than. He's uh, right. Sanskrit. He's right. But yeah, is Prakrit still used? But is it used? So I'm right. So Prakrit is not used. So Sanskrit. So Tamil is the oldest language still in use. Sanskrit. Sorry. Tamil. 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 But Sanskrit is not in use, na. But also this kind of debate on what is the original language is kind of, but you know, it's a not chicken and egg kind of a thing, right? Mm. Because before Prakrit also, there was like the, if you go all the way back, there was Proto-Indo-European from which all of these languages flowed. From before Proto-Indo-European, uh, there was another Proto-Proto-Indo-European, right? So you can keep going back to Adam and Eve and then figure out. Hmm. Mathi Vanan uh, says, Hi everyone, congrats on the 400th episode. La last week's discussion on Hindi imposition missed one key point, which is behind this vehement opposition to Hindi imposi imposition from different camps. Making Hindi the national language or the only official language gives an unfair advantage to the native speakers as they have grown up speaking it at home and elsewhere. Whereas for a non-native speaker from Tamil Nadu, Kerala, Hindi is a second language that's as different from their mother tongue as English. In the future, this can lead to further changes like Hindi being made the primary language of preference in jobs, etc. Then native Hindi speakers will have an advantage over the others. This basically makes the non-Hindi speakers second-class citizens. When we say use English as the link language, it's as alien to the Hindi speaker as it's to the others. All are equally placed to start with. And as a bonus, it's also a global link language. Regards. I think, very... I, think I did say this. I remember saying... Um... Non-native learners will be uh, second class and how it's a formula for like a two-tier hierarchy. But this is a, a very good point. It's all valid mm. points. Yeah. Abhinav says, in case you are asking questions from the guests, it could be a good idea if Abhinandan lets the panelists start the discussion with their questions. Many times the discussion turns interesting only after the guest acknowledges Abhinandan's forcefully 
culled out questions, comments, words from his travels film, Young Reporter, DU Hostel Days. That's a lot of things. Wow. Uh, I'm turning into Shekhar Gupta basically. <laughs> Without knowing it. Apply the logic of TV news. If I'm giving you my time, why should you torture me with your stale views? Would you be interested in knowing about my life and past in a podcast which takes a critical jab at the news ecosystem? If nothing meaningful is asked right up, the conversation for the next 10 minutes dips right away. Noted. Venu Parthiban says, Regarding the discussion on the imposition of Hindi, pushing Hindi as the sole linked language smacks of arrogance and the assumption that people and culture south of the Vindhyas don't matter to the ruling elite in Delhi. Of course, one should learn any language they wish and they do. Tens of thousands of South Indians have learned Hindi when they have to live and work in the north, as have the tens and thousands of Biharis and Assamese, Assamese migrant workers who have acquired a working knowledge of Tamil for working in Tamil Nadu. Mm. That comes naturally and the narrative that Hindi takes primacy over any other language is insulting, as is the assumption that every everyone understands Hindi. I feel for Jayashree in the panel when the other members unconsciously lapse into Hindi. India is not a nation as the US, UK or France. India is a federal republic and a union of states as per the constitution. It can at best be compared to the European Union and is a union of nations with distinct languages and cultures. Hmm. I mean, I on this whole, you know, breaking into language, I, I get that it is rude and stuff, but I think uh, people who are from the South get a little more touchy than others. Like, for example, if I'm in Bengal, and someone breaks into Bengali midway and then comes back. I won't feel insulted. That's that's Bengal. Yeah, that's what they do. Same thing if I'm in Tamil Nadu or like when I go to Dhanya's office. Suddenly she'll make some exclamation in Malayalam or, you know, to her. But that's that's what they're speaking there, right? If the same thing happens in the north, it becomes just like like I said. You know, you make a joke on a South Indian, it becomes a racist. You make a joke on North, it becomes a racist. You make a joke on Sardar, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> make a joke. Punjabis are not whining all the time about why are you making fun of us. I think it's also a thing about... Wasn't there a petition to outlaw jokes yeah, about that? And, 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 and a Sikh judge was listening to it. And he was laughing in court. That I don't mind a joke. A Justice Kher was listening to it, I think. Yeah. There's a funny I agree you did with her. Mm. Which is really a good watch. Pankaj Kumar Yadav says, Thanks for the work that you're doing. I was born in UP, brought up in Chennai. Hindi is not natural for Tamil-speaking people, neither is English. Life will be a lot easier for kids if they have to learn just a single language outside their language family. In fact, Sanskrit and English from Proto-Indo-European language are more related than Tamil and Sanskrit. Mother, Matru, Brother, Bratha, Agni, Ignite, etc. have same origin. There are words used in Tamil that are from Sanskrit, but that's because of geographical loca- uh, relation and not language. There's a genre of songs in Tamil called Gana. Sanskrit is a difficult language, beautiful but difficult. It's not a natural language that can evolve. The very word Samkrut means manufactured, refined. The languages that existed before that uh, was Prakrit, which means natural. It was the language of the elites because of its strict grammar. Usually, languages that are lenient evolve and are adopt, adopted easily. At this hafta, mm. I have learned so much about language yeah. <laughs> that I am now, I'm halfway as a linguist. On this. Yeah. Aryan says, the discussion over freebie culture lacks nuance as there's no clarity in terms of how big these poll promises are from a historical context. Interestingly, Delhi is the only state ending with a budget surplus anyway, which shows freebies aren't to blame here. Mm. 
NL should work on a story which contextualizes these promises and how much the state is spending on freebies on a historic context, in a historical context. Comparing to other countries would be useful too. Actually, in India, you can actually do a good job of comparing states <clears throat> as a percentage and, you know, who's in mm. surplus, who's... I think you can see the efficiency. No one's done this. The efficiency of spends can actually be done. Uh, but why, yeah, the data you is, need and yeah. the people you'll need have to be... Also, I mean, while you're looking for... No one, sometimes it becomes very simplistic. For example, this point about budget surplus. Mm. It isn't necessarily because they're giving freebies, so it's still budget, budget surplus, it works. There are other factors. So Delhi is one of the richest states. Mm. It makes lots of taxes and this and that and everything. Besides, we are not aware of their uh, debts. Mm. Yeah, that too. That is another thing. Anonymous says, Hi, I feel like many subscribers are confused that you have shows with a big comedian like Kunal Kamra on your website but have not been able to retain reporters like Meghnath and Nidhi because you weren't able to match the competitor's pay. Can you please clarify if you are just hosting Kunal Kamra and not paying him anything? If you are paying him at the expense of reporters, it really brings into question what your priorities are. So very good question actually. I'm surprised it took so long for someone to ask it. Hmm. So two things. A, Kunal's... Uh, did not charge us what he would normally charge. He's actually, because I was involved in the directing it. But if you see his second show, one of the screens at the back has the name of another <laughs> another YouTube channel. So uh, I do a lot of these directing gigs to kind of make some more money on the side for news laundry. I'm moonlighting, but that money comes in <laughs> news laundry. It doesn't go to my pocket. <laughs> So, uh, in fact, we've, you know, done some other production work for other companies also uh, so that we can make more money to get more reporters, like you said. It so happened that the people we made that show for halfway through said, you know, we've decided not to continue with this company and we are folding it up. So, we can't pay you. Why don't you keep the show? <laughs> so, that was... Otherwise... Uh, I was wondering when people noticed that the production values of this show are so major as compared to the others. It's been shot in a different studio. <laughs> so now that you asked Anonymous, now you know the story. This was uh, my attempts at Moonlight and bring in a little more extra revenue into News Laundry. But uh, getting the show because uh, the the full uh, amount that was promised to me could not be paid. So basically, if you have given me and you don't pay me, I will keep the work. <laughs> Kartike Sharma, hi team. Uh, feedback on the new show. I just wanted to request you guys to please look into the possibility for a weekly show that gives insight into a specific topic, something on the lines of Shekhar Gupta's Cut the Clutter. I know you wouldn't want to copy the same thing, but I know you guys can do this in your own way. P.S. I like the laundry puns that you use for your shows and I would like to see more. Regards. So can you do a Shekhar Gupta? Unfortunately, with the laundry pun shows, are not. we're not doing many of them, like Dhubi Ghat. Yeah. And which is the other one? Those. Cleaners. Cleaners. Yeah. Can you start a Shekhar-like show, Manisha? Are you joking? I'm serious. <laughs> You're comparing me to Shekhar Gupta who has like double my, triple my experience. But no, in terms of an explainer news show, I've been wanting to do that for a while and we've had this discussion but yeah. we have to figure out but the what? nature of it. The... But the clutter is explainer only. It is, but it comes with a lot of heft experience. because it's Shekhar ah. Gupta, you know? Because Shekhar has reported so much on yeah. the ground yes. for so long. Yeah. Yes. And he has such a phenomenal memory. Yeah. He can pull out facts from, yes. uh, you know, all over the place. And so he kind of can make sense of thing in a time context. True. Yeah, you can only, uh, you know, only someone like Shekhar or Madhu or someone can do it who've 
been like at the top of the game for so long it's, when they done that it's impossible for someone who has we you can't know, do a kadda clutter but a good explainer show definitely i think there's a need for that i i do strongly feel that which is a, apart from the cheat sheets that we do because there is a lot of clutter in this space whenever a news event breaks it's very difficult to tell you know sometimes basics you can't example, figure out because it's so cluttered the wire meta story yeah exactly the wire meta story is a great uh, you know if uh, someone at the editor level editorial level uh, with like maybe two good researchers right. you need like good researchers but a simple show breaking down facts for you is pretty important i think right. i think there's a huge demand for that so we should actually think about which that. brings us to the last letter uh, from rahul it says request for a let's talk about pfi Really enjoyed mm. the conversation about PFI on last week's hafta, and would absolutely love if they were featured in a lot. Let's talk about. There's a lot of noise about them in the news, but it's hard for a normal person like me to figure out what they are, what they aren't, and wh- where they came from. Exactly. Also, you accept editorials from subscribers. I suffer from bipolar disorder and have for a decade now. There isn't too much awareness about mental health conditions other than depression anxiety in our media so I'd like to submit an article on this topic if it's possible been following news laundry since 2012 I am a huge fan of your work and want this model of media financing to succeed regards rahul well rahul uh, please write to me abhinandansekri@gmail.com i repeat abhinandansekri@gmail.com we have just recorded a pilot episode of a podcast we are starting on mental health it is uh, being done and hosted by shardul who has been diagnosed with uh, two conditions one of them being eight a- on the spectrum adhd is on the spectrum so we are actually doing a fortnightly show on mental health and you would be fantastic if you really want to uh, you know contribute sure please send this piece we can have this piece accompanying when that show debuts but if you can get involved in that show it'll be fantastic we've Uh, and when you write to me, uh, I'll I'll call you and I'll tell you what the structure is, and you can tell me what kind of time you can give because. So the format is we have one medical expert and one person with a condition, a mental health condition, and then we break down different aspects of it. So uh, yes, um, wonderful of you to write at the opportune time because we are hoping to launch it around November. Right, that's all the emails. Whoa, that's thirty-three mails. This po- podcast episode is only about emails. you can click on the link below and send us your emails please keep them below 100 words we can then include them in every week and every episode of you because when they get very long then it we just they just keep piling up and we like to you know respond to you guys but the link for the mails is below in the show notes click on the link and the pop up will give you where you can write your mail now we'll go with the recommendations so recommendation let's start with you <laughs> jashree Yes so I have two recommendations the first is a TV show it's a call for all mankind on Apple TV it's basically an alternate history on the space race between the US and USSR except that it's based on what would have happened if the Soviets had sent the first man into space and not the US so it's like got politics they did TV, didn't they it's got space yeah yuri gagarin was the first man in space no man on the moon sorry right, first right. man on, on the moon So instead of Neil Armstrong, it would have been somebody else. So it's got politics, intrigue, all that, but it's also like very soap opera-y. So I love it, it's dramatic and melodramatic. My second recommendation is a book. It's, I mean, it's a very very old book. I probably shouldn't even recommend it, but mm. it's um, the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich: History of Nazi Germany. So it's by American journalist William Shirer, and I think he published it in nineteen sixty. 
1300 pages long and i'll be very honest i was having trouble sleeping so i thought okay i'll read something very dense and dry at night which will help but i was sucked in it's a fantastic sort of chronology of exactly what happened and i think also there are a lot of i mean it's not very cliche but there are lots of parallels like you know you read about the good germans who claim to have no idea what was happening and how this is actually blatantly untrue and it's mirrored in lots of societies and countries that you see today across the world so again it's got its problems but again it was it's a product of its time but i think it's worth revisiting in 2022 so yeah i don't know if it's from the same book or from somewhere else there's this it's a rather crude sort of characterization in a joke it says if you see a, a nazi sitting at a table with 10 people that's 11 nazis sitting at a table <laughs> oh, really yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that uh, is that it yes yes okay that's... raman sir uh three recommendations uh one is uh, the edit which came out in hindu newspaper today and uh, this was about uh kejriwal uh and his treatment uh, you know of uh, his minister gautam who resigned and he did not even uh, you know utter a word uh it was a good art- good editorial i mean basically is showing that this guy just wants to be wants to have everything he wants he is basically an opportunist i mean uh, since uh, the elections are pending in gujarat so so he wants to be a hindu also he wants to be ambedkarite which is not possible he has to take stand and he should stand for his ministers and uh, second uh, a good article today in can uh, uh, this is about uh, the cooking oil the sleek Mm. uh claims of india's health i saw yeah very nice this is a good article i mean anybody who is conscious of his health i mean uh, i mean anything which is processed seems Can't to be, be bad for the health so it's, it's a good article very informative and the third uh, is something which is going to come out in news laundry uh in a couple of days i suppose uh this is going to be a paywall story uh about a person uh you know is is we are profiling a person who who sold off uh, his NDTV. ambani's stake to adani in ndtv and uh, now the links run deep uh, uh, that there i mean if you really want to know ambani's stakes in uh, elsewhere in uh, in other media groups so please read our story which is going we, we are going to publish in in a couple of days friday friday hmm niraj uh, two recommendations one is a piece in the wire by ajay uh, godavarthi it's called understanding the rise of civilizational discourse and the indian way of democracy it's about how this uh, idea this sensibility of civilization we are part of a bigger civilization it is old and stuff how it interacts with the idea of democracy and what that does it's a very nuanced and very insightful piece even though i may not agree with some of it The other is a documentary. It's called Scandals, uh, spelled with K, uh, like in German. It's about this uh, company called the Wirecard. Oh yeah, you I saw that? that a while ago. Yeah, it's quite a documentary. It's about how the this these journalists at Financial Times basically brought down this company. And what's lovely about it, it doesn't necessarily have an end, like you know, a yeah, happy yeah. ever after ending. Yeah. But it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And the scale of it, man, imagine. and it was a company which was protected by all these german regulators and everybody and they basically exposed that it was just a scam mm. 
and the best part is that guy who just vanished nobody knows who yeah, he yeah, was exactly yeah so yeah and not just a scam it was like scam is ki bhai you know there were many companies like worldtel they weren't doing anything just raising money yeah. these guys were laundering money for some serious criminals yeah. man <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. very good very well made yeah so and also then, the way they explained it very simply to even a layman like the whole this yeah. how these transactions work and stuff and all that where is it out oh i think netflix so it on netflix yeah, yeah. netflix only So uh Saman Subramanian's piece in the New Yorker Cheetah when the Cock. Hindu right came for Bollywood it this is my recommendation <laughs> but anyway i have three so that's a good one uh, uh-huh. since a lot of um, letters we got on pfi and wanting to understand uh, their history there was a good piece in the express it was a sunday story on the pfi by shaju philip i think it does a fairly good job of tracking uh, their you know presence from three decades on and there's a piece in bloomberg shaju how, is a great reporter yeah. he's like very tune to the ground and yeah it's a very good piece it gives you a good sense of uh, how it evolved uh, then there's a piece in bloomberg how she rewrote china's rule book to build the party around himself right i have um, i have three recommendations one of them was the same one someone's piece in about how they came for bollywood yeah. the second is it's in the bloomberg quint and i think it will kind of maybe not address all the concerns and points made over moonlighting but at least the legal considerations It's called Moonlighting: Legal Considerations and Contractual Regulations by Cyril Amarchand Mangaldas, which is one of the most well-known names in law in India. Yeah. So you can read that; it kind of gives you the black and white. What is the applicable law, and you know how can you prevent it, and how can you regulate it? So it's interesting. It at least from here on, one can have a more informed discussion around this. The second is like I promised: this piece on live law by Siddharth Dave, who full disclosure is a childhood friend of mine a uh, social media outburst on judges impact on dispensation of justice where he argues and at that time there were a whole lot of you know media backlash on this judge said this in court this is so he just lays the context of why these utterances happen in court and why they're important and the media should not make a big deal of them each time it happens um and the third piece actually is a very uh, i i forgot the password of my financial times uh, subscription <laughs> because we have a financial times subscription as you all know or something uh but i think this ndtv article unicorns unicorns become cockroaches as tech funding dries up it's an in- important piece to read to really get an idea of what is the status of uh, you know we keep hearing all these big things about the f- funding coming into india and india is celebrated and in fact the prime minister was making this speech yesterday in gujarat where he was talking like phenomenal nonsense and it was like because that's what election speeches are on uh, you know how the world is going into recession but we are the only economy growing at a galloping pace and all which is like anyway <laughs> it's important to read especially if you are someone who is looking to raise funding in india it's a it's a good reality check and on that note i'd like to thank our wonderful sound recordist anil and tehreem our producer thank you dear panel raman sir manisha mehraj and jeshri so by the time you listen to this and all likelihood we'll be at the media rumble so those of you who are we'll see you there those of you who aren't there you can check out all the media rumble sessions we'll post them online because they will be recorded i leave you with this song enjoy your weekend and have a good day
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.